Welcome back. It is time for Nach. My name is Rabbi Fine with a third parak of Sefer Shmuel Base. Baruch Hashem, we've covered and learned together quite a significant portion. And the third parak of Shmuel Base, uh, we're talking about David HaMelech yet again. His reign is yet to kick off fully. Uh, initially, when he was crowned as king, it was relatively secret. Uh, Shaul, even Shaul didn't know about it. The nation probably didn't know about it. Yonason found out or predicted. Shaul eventually predicted um, and now when the nation have found out, um, but nevertheless, the kingdom is fragmented. We have David ruling in Yehuda for seven and a half years. We have Ishbosheth ruling Yisrael, or the rest of the kingdom. And here we're going to see that tide turn a little bit. In the third parak of Sefer Shmuel Base, we start with David Amalek's rule being strengthened. Ishbosheth declines. Um, and we're told about his personal family. There were six sons born to David while he was in Hebron. Whereas Shaul has a pilegesh, a concubine called Ritzba. Um, and meanwhile, there are rifts emerging between Avner, who of course is the general of Ishbosheth, uh, and Ishbosheth himself. What happens? Ishbosheth accuses Avner of having a relationship with Ritzba, who is Shaul's pilegesh. Now, this would be a problem because just like you're not allowed to cohabit with the wife of the king or even the widow of the king once the king is no longer alive, so too you're not allowed to have relations with the concubine of the king, as the Radak points out. Uh, this is respect for the king, even if he's not over there, but the position of kingship and his previous authority demands cover, demands respect, and demands yura, fear and awe as well. Avner, at being accused of this, was completely upset, enraged, and he runs over to defect to David HaMelech's side. Uh, David seals a covenant with Avner, even though Avner was, of course, beforehand, the general of the enemy. Um, But the condition is that Michal is supposed to be returned to him. If you remember, Michal, at the end of Shmuel Aleph, was given to Palti ben Laish, uh, was taken away from David, even though David Amelech was married to her. Uh, so Avner indeed takes Michal, rescues her, so to speak, or brings her back from Palti ben Laish, and brings her back to David. That was the condition it was fulfilled. Now Avner is confirmed and formally on David Hamelech's side. Uh, Avner then encourages the whole of Israel to appoint or at least support David as king. Meanwhile, there is... Um, well, I guess a slight miscommunication or at least people not knowing, let's say, because Yoav, who, if you remember, is David HaMelech's general, uh, he was unaware that Avner had an agreement with David. Um, Yoav just thought that Avner being around David's camp was a ruse. It was a tactic to spy on David. Um, and therefore, Yoav goes and kills Avner. Uh, we're told he struck him between the fifth rib to avenge the fact that Avner had killed Yoav's brother Asael, if you remember in the previous parak, um, the Gemara, as we quoted earlier, the Radak quotes over here, debates that surely, uh, surely Asael was anyway a Rodef and Avner had a right to kill him. But the Gemara counters and says, no, because Avner didn't need to have killed him. He could have just stopped him from running after him. He could have shot him in the legs or through the spirit of his legs. Um, and that would have been sufficient. David Amelech condemns Yoav. Uh, and he even goes to Avner's funeral, and there's a kinna, a lamentation for Avner's death. Um, however, uh, well, and as a consequence, no one held David responsible for Avner's death, and that is the end of the third parak.